The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. My old friend Winky took his new boat down to the harbor, and he plowed around there in the harbor for about an hour, but it wouldn't go over three knots wide open. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, was just coming in from Southern Ireland where she works out there in the lighthouse, and and my wife noticed that Winky was having big trouble. So she comes alongside and she says, What's going on there, Winky? And Winky says, I got this new boat with a brand new engine, but it's wicked sluggish. I can't get it to go over three knots wide open here. I'm going to take it back to the dealer. And my wife says, Well, Winky, that should be easy enough. You've still got it strapped to the trailer. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
augmented 11th clock terry of course who else who else could it be oscar peterson here on the humble farmer thank you for listening you might want to listen closely to this comment that a long time radio friend sent me concerning income tax now Please tell me if you agree or disagree. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Professor Bill says that our tax structure should ensure that no single person or corporate person can acquire enough money to buy more than one politician.
let's resolve it. I don't know, Coleman Hawkins, because you know the tune, there's no you. Do you, speaking of you, do you have time to do everything you want to do in a day? Are you busy? I often write on my Facebook page that my day is not long enough. A friend, a Facebook friend, who has more than enough time to tell other people how they should live their lives, wrote, listen to this, this is what she wrote, Prioritize. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Were I to prioritize, I'd spend most of the day sleeping on the couch. Fade out there, and long, long, long time humble farmer radio friends will recognize that as the going out theme for the humble farmer program. For years and years and years, that's what we played to go out on. Mumbles. You are listening to the humble far- farmer. I don't know if it's an accident or by choice. It doesn't really matter. I'm glad you're here with me. I feel kind of silly here all alone talking to myself. You weren't there. Thank you for listening. With any luck at all, i got to tell you this. With any luck at all, you can hear me right here on your favorite station every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Haven't heard from you in a long time. Let me know what you're up to. And I do want to take this time to thank my Facebook friend Katie out in Oregon somewhere for her advice and support. I used to teach school with her grandmother. I feel very close to Katie. My wife 
Marsha, the almost perfect woman. You know, my wife has a stair chair. She can't do stairs. She needs a stair chair. And her stair chair just made this buzzing sound. Push on the switch. It'd go, wouldn't work. Obviously had power because it would go. Do you have any idea of what a struggle it is for a woman who has difficulty doing stairs when her stair chair don't work? I pulled the metal wires. I took the seat off, took the screws out, twisted the seat around. I fiddled with the wires inside. What do I, I don't know nothing about it. Thing made a buzzing sound. And I don't know how to use those electric meter things that tells where the power is or where the power isn't. And Marsha and I talked about people who might be able to fix this stair chair. My electrician friend Mike, who hooked up all my solar panels, Mike works out of state hooking up solar panels. You can be sure there's no work for him in Maine. So I suggested to my wife that we move downstairs. Let's not live upstairs. Let's move downstairs. But she says, we got guests coming Friday night. And she said she'd rather crawl upstairs for two days and nights rather than move all her stuff downstairs. Then I remembered something. I remembered what Katie... I remember what Katie told me when I told you that I'd fixed the clothes dryer. Remember that a while back I said I fixed the clothes dryer by hitting the top of the clothes dryer with my fist hard two, three times, bam, bam, bam. And the clothes dryer worked after I pounded on it. And Katie said... Something I know, something about 90% of electrical problems are mechanical problems. So I kicked the stair chair hard three times. Got a little foot rest on it. You put your feet on it, and I stamped it with my feet. Bam, bam, bam. I hit it hard three times, and I flipped, flipped the switch on the stair chair, and it worked. <laughs> now we'll be thinking of Katie and thanking her every time Marsha uses her stair chair. What in the world would you do if you didn't have a lot of knowledgeable friends?
Carter in the background. And Paul Desmond. Did I mention this to you last week about the woman locked in her car trunk? Well, no matter. You might not have been listening last week, so I'm I'm talking about the newspaper item I read about this woman up in the northern part of the county, and by county I mean Aroostook County. In Maine, when you say the county, you're talking about Aroostook County. I'm talking about this woman way up in the northern part of the county who claimed that she'd been kidnapped and locked in her car trunk for three days. Imagine such a thing. You know, it was suspected that that this woman had manufactured an excuse for not going to work. And sure enough, when the sheriff examined the trunk, he immediately became suspicious. There were no indications that anyone had lived in the trunk for three days. And the sheriff knew very well, if there are bears in the woods, you will see signs. Thank you. 
sounded kind of squeaky. Was that squeaky? Yes, squeakies. That was squeakies blues, a blues for squeaky. I just mentioned to my brother that I'd recently read about fairies in the Encyclopedia Britannica. I might have said, because I might have said the same thing to him yesterday. I can't keep track of what I said this morning or yesterday as easily as I once could. But I told my brother that I just read that 800 years ago people believed in fairies. Cyrus Eaton wrote a history of our area. And my brother said that Cyrus Eaton said that when the first settlers came here to our area in the 1700s, they could sense the presence of fairies. These first settlers were Scotch my brother said. And, and 300 years ago, they still believed in fairies. My brother, we were talking about this standing right close to a great big oak tree. My brother has this great big oak tree on his lawn that my great-great-grandfather might have planted 200 or so years ago. Wicked, wicked, big, big oak tree. My brother said, uh, if there are any fairies around here, they probably live under, around that tree. Are there any fairies around your place? I, I've never sensed any fairies here. I'm a quarter Scotch, but I've never sensed any fairies. And, and nor have I ever sensed the presence of any of the many people who lived here in my house 200 years ago. You know, it's not a good thing to start thinking about it now. Thank you. 
to hear somebody end on the tonic Mulligan and Desmond here on the Humble Farmer you know with any lucky dogs you can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you every week this time get that out of the way thank you thank you thank you for listening you are listening to the Humble Farmer what was I going to say about Mulligan oh always has something going doesn't he a doodler very clever the way he worked his way Works his way around. Those guys listened to each other, didn't they? What fun to hear people play when they listen to each other. And you might have heard me mention the email I got that said, Prepare for the future. Pretty profound, huh? You know, it doesn't take a linguist or a philosopher to figure out that there's not much else to prepare for. If you want your friends to have something that is, that is as uh, equally profound to think about after you've said goodbye, you might think about this. Look your friend right square in the eye, and after you say goodbye, say, Remember, the past is gone, and the future knocks but once.
friends will recognize that is the introduction that has been played the first part of the humble farmer show for years and years i remember going up to newport with doc reed clark terry was working with a high school band up there and at the time i was presumptuous enough to go up to clark terry and ask him to produce a Introduction for the Humble Farmer radio program, which you have heard hundreds and hundreds of times. And that was Incoherent Blues. While seated at a dinner table, you've heard people say, Hey there, would you like some more spaghetti? Or, would you like some more beans? Think about this. Isn't that another way of saying, okay, you've had two helpings already, but you'd like some more? So no matter how much of a trencherman might be sitting at our table, we try to say, would you like some spaghetti or would you like some beans? Leaving out the more. You see, by leaving out the more, we aren't implying that they have already eaten twice as much as any normal person would. There are, think about this. We always do that. If you come to our house, Marsha will say, would you care for some beans, even if you've had six helpings already? She won't say, would you like some more? There are other nice ways of saying things. My friend Phyllis said that her brother always asked his guests, how long are you able to stay? It serves the same purpose and sounds much nicer than, hey, when are you leaving?
let's get rid of that. You know, Fletcher Henderson might have invented... And that, we got through that one, didn't we? What was I going to say? I can't remember, so... I... Well, anyway, here's something I recently learned on YouTube. We, we can move right along to that. In Africa, they're using teams of rats to detect TB bacteria in saliva samples from four clinics serving slum neighborhoods. So far that year, I read, the 25 rats trained for the pilot medical project identified 300 cases of early-stage TB infections missed by lab technicians with their microscopes. If not for the rodents, think about this, if not for the rodents, many of these victims would have died and other people would have spread the disease. (laughs) Forty-five or so years ago, 40, is that what they always say? Forty or so years ago, when I was a graduate student at the University of Rochester, I learned how to train rats. Nita Blindert taught me how to train rats. But I had no idea then that rats could be trained to sniff out landmines or to sniff out disease. Have you ever heard anything about using rats to sniff out disease in this country? (laughs) I don't I doubt if they'd use it here because, think about this, I doubt if they'd use rats to sniff out disease here because it's it's simple. Nobody would make any money selling it. And it works.
11th. Don't resolve it. Galactary, almost time to get out of here. Thank you for listening to the humble farmer. How do you know when the honeymoon is over? What made you realize that you'd been married a long, long time? One morning, got to tell you this, one morning when I woke up, before I could even groan and gasp and get my eyes open, my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, gave me a little hug, whispered in my ear, Will you put the windows back in so I can finish painting them? Bessie had affection, and that was simply wonderful. Mess couldn't help it any more than you could, or I could. But when she'd smile, you were bound to fall, that's all. A boy kissed Bessie in a taxi one night. Wow, why did she yell with delight? Bess couldn't help it any more than you could, or I could. One day I turned on the television set. It was my plan to watch the evening news. But listen to this, the, the evening news, yes, the evening news had been put on hold. There was a football game or something on television instead of the evening news. Let me ask you this. 
What kind of a country do we live in when a football game can take precedence over an important news program that's going to tell me in detail about the latest celebrity to say something that wasn't politically correct, have an affair, go to jail, or die of a drug overdose. Only when it has been taken away do we realize how much we count on our national news service to inform and educate. <laughs>